0: Hello there, and welcome once again to Insight Peterborough. I'm your host, Devin Wilkins. Insight Peterborough is a project of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind, and uh, otherwise known as the CCB. If you'd like more information about the CCB, all you have to do is send an email to CCBPeterborough at gmail.com. That's CCBPeterborough at gmail.com. Well, I learned something earlier this week, and that is that October is Medication Safety Awareness for the Blind Month. And uh, it put me in mind of an interview that aired just prior to the uh, COVID lockdown in March. The interview was with Jenna Reed, who is a representative of the makers of a device called ScriptTalk, and... Jim Johnston, who is a sales representative with Sobeys Canada, and they were talking about Script Talk and how you could get hold of it and that sort of thing. So, I think what we'll do is start with that interview in celebration of medication safety awareness for the blind. Month. So I'm very excited to have this uh, chat because we've waited uh, a long time for something like this to come to Canada and it's called Script Talk and I'm going to spell that capital S C R I P capital T A L K and uh, that will this will make uh, those of us who have to take more than one medication a whole lot more independent and a whole lot safer than we used to be. And to chat with us, we've got Jenna Reed, uh, who is uh, in the marketing department with Envision America in Palmetto, Florida. Hi, Jenna.
1: Hi, Devin. It's great to be here.
0: Nice to chat with you. And we also have Jim Johnston, who is uh, Vice President of uh, In-Store Pharmacy with Sobeys Canada. Hi there, Jim. How are you?
2: I am well. Thanks for having me, Devin.
0: Nice to chat with both of you. All right. First of all, maybe we should find out from the uh, uh, experts just what script talk Yes, and should I be asking you, Jenna? Um, sure, sure. Our
1: company was established a little over 20 years ago, and we started with our ID, Make Galaxy, which is a talking barcode beginner. And we quickly realized that while that can help you in the kitchen, it's not going to help you with your medication. So the family that founded the company, Dave Sturz and his father, Phil, still had some brothers who had visual impairment and they used to play poker together. And someone would have to whisper in one of the brothers' ears, you know, what the cards were. One could read Braille and the other one could not. And that's when Dave and his father started getting the inspiration behind founding the company and um, becoming, you know, big in the US and offering a piece of technology. So from the Barcode Scanner, we quickly evolved into Script Talk, which is involved a partnership with SoBe's, of course, which we'll talk about. But basically it allows someone, particularly someone with a visual impairment who's taking multiple medications, to make sure that they're taking the correct pill at the correct dosage. Because if you can't see to read the medication labels, it's scary.
0: You
1: know, I heard from one gentleman who said he was putting pill bottles in a uh, different drawers of his toolbox and memorizing what was in each drawer. And that scares me. So I'm really glad to be a part of this company. We started in, um, with the Veterans Administration, and then we branched out throughout the U.S., and now we're working with Sobeys and Empire in Canada, and we're
0: thrilled. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Now, is this uh, is Script Talk a, a product? That an actual tangible uh, machine.
1: Um, what it is is we work with pharmacies, we partner with pharmacies, and we provide them the technology so that they can take all your medication information and they put it on a little electronic tag, an RFID tag. And that goes on the bottom of the pill bottle, and that has all your medication information in it. And the best part of it is this is free for the patient. There's no cost whatsoever excuse me, whatsoever for patients. So once you have your medication that you get right at the pharmacy counter, you can take it home, and you can use your phone, your mobile cell phone, to access all this information. There's an Android app and an Apple app. You can download each one. Whichever your phone you have. And then you just turn the app on. You click the scan button and it's going to read out loud, you know, all those warnings, the doctor's name, the dosage, the medication name. All of that important information is now right in the palm of your hand. So you don't have to rely on anyone to help you take your medication.
0: Uh, Jim, did it uh, take quite a while to negotiate this and uh, get this into Canada?
2: You know, we've been, it's taken us a little while, Devin, we we started by putting this device in, or this technology into a few of our stores, um, and quickly discovered that, you know what, we need to make this available everywhere, and so it took us a while. We have over 400 locations across Canada, and we wanted to get it into all of our stores, and so just to the logistics of getting it out there, getting uh, the programming done, and getting our staff trained took a little bit of time, uh, but we're ready now. We've got it in every one of our stores. Um, uh, a patient can come into any one of our banners uh, and get their prescription filled just like anybody else. There's no, there's not a longer wait time. Um, there's no extra cost, and so it, it, we felt that we wanted the service to be available. Um, equally as accessible uh, as just a regular vial uh, or medication to be filled. So uh, the one piece I would say that can add some time, Jenna's has mentioned that you can read the label uh, with an Android or an iPhone app, but if someone doesn't have a phone or isn't comfortable using a, a smartphone, there is a device that we can get as well so that people can have it read to them. This. This Script Talk reader device we can provide through um, our partnership with Envision America, and that, again, that device is free for the patient. Uh, but that may take a little while for us to get to the patient the first time. I'm not sure, Jen, if you can add any more details on how long that takes, but um, it's a uh, we provide that on loan to the patient to use as long as they need it. Thanks, Jen.
1: Basically, we get the form from the pharmacist, when a patient goes in to sign up for it, that farm is then faxed or electronically sent over to us. And as soon as we receive it, we process it as quickly as possible. So basically the time the patient is waiting is typically the shipping time for us to get come from Florida to their location in Canada. And then once they have it, they're welcome to keep it as long as they need it, as long as, you know, they're, they're taking their medications, and then whenever they're done, all we ask is that they send it back to us so that we can then pass it on to the next patient. But it's a really simple device. It's like the size of a message machine or maybe like a CD, old CD player. Uh, it's got three buttons on the top. You've got two triangle buttons and a middle oval button, which is the read button. And then on the side of the lip of it is a little wheel, and you spin that to turn it on. And then you can turn up the volume. And say you want it to talk faster, you can simply program it to talk faster or slower. Um, It comes with batteries, or you can plug it in as well. So it's a great great device. You know, it's great to keep on your kitchen counter or wherever you commonly take your medication.
0: All right. That's terrific. Now, uh, Jim, you you were saying... um, that you, you have it at Sobeys, uh, but there are other stores where you can get the, the uh, Script Talk. Is that right? You can use it?
2: That's right, Devin. We, we have pharmacies under the Sobeys banner, Fresh Co, uh, Safeway, Lawton, Thrifty Foods, Foodland... Uh, so we've got several different banners that we operate across Canada, and uh, it's available in every one of our pharmacies uh, despite the banner. So um, just depending where an individual lives, um, they, can, they can find it, whichever of our banners that we operate under.
0: I know we have fresh go Sorry, Jenna, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say it's more than
2: 400
1: locations, isn't it, Jim?
2: It is, yeah. We're about 425 locations. Today we operate um, in nine provinces. We don't have any pharmacies in Quebec, um, but any of our pharmacies in the other provinces have this available for them.
0: So Script talk only speaks English, does it so far? <laughs> uh, no, it does speak other languages. Wow. Uh, the caveat to that is that the pharmacist needs to be uh, able to speak that language because the
2: pharmacist is programming it. So. It does speak French uh, in some of our communities where we have more French-speaking uh, people. We we absolutely do our best to have French-speaking pharmacists, and they can definitely offer it in that language. Um, we, we have the capability right now to do a few other languages as well, but again, it depends on the pharmacist being able to speak that language.
0: All right, that's terrific. Well, I know we have uh, Fresco here in Peterborough, and we also have... Uh, Sobies, as well so I, I'm uh, going to uh, be toddling off to our Sobeys uh, pharmacy I think and to see if I can uh, get that um, organized for myself That's
2: great Devin, I know Alan's our pharmacy manager in the uh, Peterborough Sobies, and uh, he'd be happy to, uh, to show you the device, any one of our stores would be happy to, sh- to give someone a demonstration um, and, and I think that it's important to remember too that we, you know, we're not able to just put this on your vials. Someone's using an inhaler or a tube of cream or anything. We can put these labels on and make it easier for them. So um, we can we can demonstrate it to someone uh, at the store, and we'd be uh, happy to show it to you.
0: All right, that's great. Is there anything else that I've uh, that I've forgotten to ask uh, either of you?
1: maybe one thing that I might add is if someone would like to find a location near them, I mean, most chances you're going to know, you know, who you have around you. But we can also help you, too, or if you have any questions about the device, just give us a call at Envision America at 1-800-890-1180, and we're happy to connect you with the pharmacy near you and help facilitate that if we can. Um, Also, you can Envision... You can visit us at EnvisionAmerica.com. That's E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N-America.com.
0: We're happy to help. Yeah, you're, you're a great company. I, I have the ID Mate Quest here, and now I'm going to have uh, script talk. So I, I'm really uh, uh, very uh, grateful for uh, what you folks do. Uh, how about you, Jim? Is there anything else that I should be Asking you? No, I think we've covered most of it uh, off. You know, we're we're excited about this
2: opportunity. We feel that there is a lot of um, safety benefits that come from it. Accessibility makes just makes things easier. And uh, like I said, there's no extra charge and no extra time. We can we can program these. Um, you know, you know, as you wait in the store, um, if you are looking for a Sobeys or a Safeway or a Freshco, um, unfortunately, it's not as simple as one website or phone number like Jenna had because we do operate websites for Safeway Pharmacy or Sobeys Pharmacy or Freshco Pharmacy, um, but any of those websites will find uh, uh, more information as well as to our locations. .com, as an example, will give locations for all of our Soviet pharmacies uh, across Canada, and, and that would be a way to, to find it. So um, we look forward to seeing people and answering questions and, and giving you a demonstration of the device.
0: I say, for example, um, if uh, someone was, was with another pharmacist uh, in another drugstore, uh, do, do you look after changing the... Uh, transferring the prescriptions to one of your stores, uh, Jim? Does someone in the manager in uh, the local store do that?
2: Yes, the pharmacist is, uh, is able to take care of that for you, and uh, with the exception of a few medication and prescriptions, it's very easy for us to do, but the pharmacist would be happy to help anyone with that and, and can help walk uh, walk through it with, with an individual. So... Um, very easy to do and we we will take care of that.
0: And it would be up to the uh, individual to decide whether they want to go the uh, route of the app uh, either Android or iPhone or the uh, the actual machine itself right?
2: That's correct it's completely the patient's choice and uh, we will help facilitate the The device uh, from Envision America, if that is what the patient uh, chooses, but we we are happy to support either one.
0: All right. Well, thank you both for being with us and discussing this with us. I'm really excited about it. Well, my Saturdays have been quite busy for the last three weeks. In uh, late September... No, I guess it was the middle of September, uh, you you might uh, say, on the 19th. Uh, I was involved in the annual general meeting of the uh, Guide Dog Users of Canada, where I'm secretary, so I was busy taking minutes, and I was also chair of the nominations committee, so I had to oversee the election, and then last week was uh, the first part of the annual general meeting of the Alliance for Equality of Blind Canadians, aEBC um, which um, we've talked about briefly on a couple of uh, occasions here. I'm on the... Um, director-at-large on, uh, on the board for that organization. And uh, this week, um, on October 3rd, uh, I was uh, sitting in on the last part of the annual general meeting of the Alliance for Equality of Blind Canadians. One of the sponsors of the... Uh, The annual general meeting of AEBC was uh, an organization where it was the maker, I guess I should say, of IRA. We'll learn a lot about that app from an old schoolmate of mine back in the 1950s and early 60s. His name is Leo Bissonnette, and he lives in Montreal. How are you, Leo?
3: I'm very well, Devin. I'm glad to be with you today.
0: Glad that you're here, too. That's terrific. So maybe we should begin by getting you to explain to us what IRA is.
3: IRA is one of the options, uh, in fact, let me let me sort of give you the analogy of how I like to explain the technologies and so forth that I and other people use. I like to think about having a toolbox full of tools that do a number of things. Some of them do the same things, and some of them do them a little better. Um, so it, it's analogous to what you would say that, that a good carpenter has. He has perhaps a range of screwdrivers to meet a range of needs. Well, in the same way, I like to think about having a toolbox. And in that sense, in recent years, what we've seen emerge are a range of possibilities, tools, apps, and so forth, that deal with the whole area of visual interpretation. And Ira fits into that category as being one of the important ones. IRA, uh, what it has in place, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 30, 365 days a year, the availability of a trained sighted agent to give you an eye, those of us who are visually impaired, a set of eyes on a project. And that's really important if you're living on your own or even if you are up by yourself for a few hours and you have to do something. Um, Specifically, I think IRIS is especially helpful in this pandemic situation for helping those of us who have to go out and navigate uh, an environment where two meters distance is important. With an agent helping you as you maybe go into a grocery store or something, you've got several things available to you in terms of information. With your iPhone or smartphone camera, you are able to have the agent tell you who is in front of you, how far apart, maybe stops, wait a minute, and so forth. I think that's important. And then in the store, once you get there and you get to the shelves and you're trying to negotiate the purchase of a product or picking up a product, maybe you're in the cereal aisle and you want to know the different options of cereal that are available, the agent can say, well, that's Kellogg's Corn Flakes or whatever versus Shreddy's. Maybe they're silly examples, but it illustrates the point that in that context, uh, I think IRA is especially powerful. And indeed, when we started to talk to IRA last winter, as we were looking at holding our annual meeting in Ottawa, the idea was to bring IRA in so that agents would be available uh, on, through their tools to help someone navigate around the hotel. And the hotel would have been set up. Well, in a virtual way, so that uh, the Ira agents would be able to help people literally in their rooms, where they had to deal with the heating and cooling system. If they needed to confirm oh, yeah. shampoo versus conditioner, uh, so forth. I think that's the strength of Ira. And of course, in the context of AEBC and the AGM, as things quickly change, um, what was very clear was that Ira was still prepared to be there in some relationship to help us sponsor the conference. And this promotional offer uh, of two tiers was made available to AEBC members. And in fairness, I will say, or so that we have full disclosure, uh, I also worked with IRA to make sure that members of CCB uh, in our community also had the same offer so that as many people in our community, visually impaired members of our community, would be able to avail themselves of the offer that's on the table.
0: Well, I think that's that A little
3: true. bit of the history of
0: it. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get talking about the uh, uh, promotional uh, project that uh, IRA is uh, making available to AEBC members, um, is, is our well, first of all, Do the letters A-I-R-A stand for anything?
3: Yes, they do. Artificial AI, Uh artificial intelligence, R-A, remote access. All right. That's what it's – these are technologies that are going to be more and more present in apps. The artificial intelligence, well, some people say it's scary – I, I think is, a, is an interesting option that really is giving our phones a lot more, our smart devices a lot more power as they learn something about our own habits. Yeah, definitely. And then the remote access is critical because we, we have to understand that the agent has at their disposal, when we call in to Aira information that shows where we are. And depending on what uh, is being asked, for example, uh, one of the... the, the use case scenarios that I talk about sometimes is Uber. If I want to uh, order an Uber and I'm by myself the agent can help make that phone call. Right. Over and above the agent making the phone call, the agent can also track the, the Uber coming towards me and where it is and make sure, knowing what they know about the, the, the car and so forth that I'm going to the right car And also, too, they can help guide me to the back door of the car and get into the car. And if I wish, they can still stay there on the call while I'm in the car. Or if I need to resume it at the end so I get to know my destination, maybe it's a building that I need to find the entrance, I can reconnect with an agent who can take me the last 50 feet into the building. Yeah, terrific. So that's where the remote access becomes critical because, uh, again, to repeat, the IRA agent has at their disposal, at their side, when the call starts, uh, information that gives them your profile of the customer, also where they are, and they can work from there.
0: And for guide dog users, it would be handy because uh, should the Uber driver decide not to pick you up, as he or she is supposed to, the IRA agent could uh, give you uh, could uh, catch the, the license plate number if that's what you wanted.
3: Probably is true, but uh, mm-hmm. that's certainly but it. But it's one example of where the agents can help. Uh, the other interesting things are that can be as mundane as things in the house, uh, you're in the kitchen, uh, you're trying to figure out how to read the uh, microwave dials, and you know maybe some of those microwaves are fairly complex. Mm-hmm. You can call an agent. And with uh, your smartphone camera, they can help uh, position your hands on the buttons to press. Um, you know, the same could be true of a stove. Yeah. Uh, and then you go to your freezer and you pull out uh, the macaroni and cheese that you want to eat that day. Uh, again, if you're needing some help get, getting the instructions off the package, the agent can help you do that. Yeah. Uh, that, that's enough. You know, it, it's, it's one more example The other example, uh, sometimes you may have uh, a problem with uh, your computer. If you're a JAWS user, uh, maybe your screen reader suddenly stops. Um, Well, Ira have a very specific uh, partnership relationship with the the people who make the JAWS product, and indeed they can work with you to to help uh, bring the screen reader back on screen.
0: Oh, that's wonderful to know. Now, how does Ira differ from uh, another program called Be My Eyes? The the, I, the the difference really comes down to the level
3: of the agent supporting you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are trained. Uh, Ira agents go through an extensive training. Uh-huh. They also are, well, I use the word bonded. They are signing uh, documents around confidentiality and so forth. And they're monitored for that. Whereas, Be My Eyes, and please don't misunderstand, Be My Eyes is a very good option for many. (laughs) It's volunteers recruited around the world uh, who do their best and so forth. But, for example, I would never consider showing them a credit card statement. Uh, Whereas with an IRA agent, if I really had to get down into a document like that, there would be more of that security that... uh, uh, my my confidentiality would be respected. Ah, right. No, so, again, it's you know, if you're you, know, you could do the same thing with a with a uh, be my eyes option in a hotel room. You know, you could identify the uh, you know the shampoo versus the conditioner, no mm-hmm. problem. Um, it is just a matter of level of security that you want to have. Now, I would say certainly tell you that be my eyes has really is very interesting it has, uh, these days, options with its partners so that when you get a, get on there and say you have a Microsoft office problem, Microsoft are one of the partners that uh, Be My Eyes have on a special page uh, that will help you. Uh-huh. So they have really become very interesting. It's a good option for people. It's a free option uh, with the caveats that I've described above. Um, about uh, 250,000, I think, blind users around the world have availed themselves of the Be My Eyes app. I believe they have over, well, certainly over 3 million volunteers who are trying to help people. And from a project that started in Denmark a few years ago, they have become a very wonderful option. Mm -hmm. But we have a range of possibilities in the area of what we will call visual interpretation options
0: right okay and the other big difference is that ira agents are professional and they're paid whereas be my eyes uh, agents are are volunteer
3: yeah and above that the the ira agents are held to a higher standard in terms of security documents uh, confidentiality agreements they sign Right. That makes it, again, it's a matter of level of choice. Yeah. Um, As I say, there are certain documents I would not want to volunteer to see, whereas in other situations, uh, I'd be more inclined to say, okay, on this one, I really need the help here.
0: Sure. Oh, user choice. Yes, definitely. And so now what kind of uh, agreement have or arrangement have uh, you or were you able to work out with IRA for members of AEBC?
3: There are two plan options. One is a 30-minute per month plan uh, that uh, is, is available.
0: Okay.
3: The other is a more extensive plan. Uh, it costs $99 normally, mm-hmm. and it's a 120 minutes.
0: have a, a way of alerting you is that you're getting close to your 30 minutes a month? Uh,
3: there is a, there are one of the tabs that you can check on a regular basis and I'll, I would do that is it's one of, there's four tabs at the bottom of the screen and one is uh, the second tab is usage.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, that would, that would definitely come in handy. Yeah. I, I uh, think the other thing Interesting
3: about the IRA app too is if you are in a situation where you cannot talk, maybe you're sitting in uh, in a classroom or something, and the professor has a PowerPoint up. You can contact the IRA agent in such a way that you can say, um, "Here's what I need you to do. I can't talk, but you, can, you know you've got your earphones and so forth." Yeah. You can start describing once the connection is made oh, that's PowerPoint slide number one, it's this, this, and this, and you've got that information. So,
0: wow, that, that would really come in handy. Yeah. You know. Terrific. But you can
3: think of a lot of use case scenarios for it. For sure. Meet someone sitting in church and uh, they want, you know, maybe there's, a, it's, you know, it's around Christmas time and you've got the uh, children doing a play or something and you'd like to know what's really being described or happening. You can get an agent to describe that.
0: Oh, you know, super.
3: I did it for last year.
0: Yeah. That's great. Um, and just in passing, is this a, a similar arrangement that uh, CCB has with IRA? The exact same arrangement. Okay. That's great. Uh, boy, what a um, gateway to independence. Well, I think,
3: you know, I, if, I, if I can tell the story about one of the first times I heard of IRA, and many people will know uh, the name of Albert Ruel. Oh, yes. Albert... Uh, living out in bc as he did uh one time described to a group of us how he had used ira to get on the ferry and literally negotiate getting on and getting to the area where he could even buy a cup of coffee and i thought wow isn't that interesting yeah. you know, he's got the total ability to do what he has to do in this context get that coffee pour the coffee whatever pay for the coffee and then have an agent guide him to a place where he can sit down and enjoy it Yes. That's pretty powerful. And, you know, again, if, if you've got, uh, if you need a set of eyes on something, why not? And oh. there's where IRA certainly, uh, I think, fills that bill. And I think it's particularly powerful when you are outside the house and you may need that sighted assistance to safely navigate the kind of situation and scenario that Albert described.
0: Definitely. Or uh, perhaps during a snowstorm, um, that would be good as well.
3: Oh, I think, you, you know, it, it's, it's as broad as it is long.
0: Any scenario that you can think of, yeah, uh, you can get that support. For sure.
3: It's nice that we have a range of options, more so these days than ever.
0: Mm-hmm. So if somebody wanted to uh, sign up for one of these plans, how would they go about doing that?
3: Well, I, I, certainly for those who are AEBC members, um, Information was sent out earlier this week uh, to the members in the, on the mailing list. All of those details. Ultimately, what you will be calling uh, is the uh, IRA team care number, uh, and you will indicate that you're interested mm-hmm. in uh, subscribing. Uh, you'll give your name and credentials and so forth with your affiliation with AEBC or CCV. They will get back in contact with the respective people verify membership,
0: and uh, the plan will be initiated after that. Ah, okay. And uh, that's a, a good um, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a good uh, reason for people to, who are not members of AEBC perhaps to become members. A good incentive. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what, you know, certainly IRA was to do, and, and again, so that we're clear, I am not an employee of IRA. I am a user of IRA, and it was in the context of playing, of thinking about the AEBC AGM that this discussion started. But, you know, the extension was to try and see what we could be done to bring IRA into Canada in some fashion, and the IRA people were keen to set up these arrangements with AEBC and CCB.
0: And so it goes, because they wanted to have Canadians experience IRA. Definitely. Well, that's terrific. Is there anything else that uh, I should be asking you about, Leo?
3: Well, I think we've covered it. I think, you know, really, if, if you do take advantage of it, um, you know, use it in the situations that are yours. You know, uh, yes. we've all got different needs. Uh, give it a try and uh, experiment with it.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's wonderful. It's uh, oh, it just uh, opens the door to independent, more independent living. Uh, it opens that door, gateway, really wide. And uh, thanks for uh, arranging for this for us. Well, it's a pleasure, and I think you know, anything like this that becomes a tool is is a legacy of these connections. Is there an end date for this um, agreement with IRA?
3: In the same way that in the U.S. their agreements with the uh, ACB and NFB end at the
0: end of the year, uh, ours will too. Okay. So it will end at the end of December then?
3: Yeah, and, and the original prices will uh, come back into play. In other words, uh, Instead of being twenty dollars for thirty minutes uh, in the introductory level, it will go back up to thirty.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. I guess that's important for people to uh, to know that, so that they won't expect that it will go till next September or October for them.
3: Yeah, no, that's correct.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks again, Leo. I really appreciate this, and uh, thanks for doing. The interview and also making the arrangements.
3: That was a pleasure.
0: You can get a lot done in the next uh, three months.
3: Christmas shopping. Holiday shopping.
0: For sure, yeah. (laughs) I'll say. To name just a couple. (laughs)
3: Name just a couple.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, folks, we do seem to have some time left to us in this program. So I think... I'll put it to best use if I play the interview that I did earlier with a gentleman named Michael Fair, who is a computer consultant in uh, Toronto, and he and I chatted about the COVID Alert app, which you can download from the App Store. Back then, there was only one province that was where it was uh, in use. Since then, we now have five provinces. And with the upturn in the number of cases that especially central Canada has been experiencing, I think it would be well worth our time to listen to that interview again. Hi, Michael, Hi. and welcome Welcome to the program.
4: Hi, yeah, good to be here.
0: So this uh, COVID-19 alert uh, sounds quite interesting, but there also seems to be some controversy about it. Um, can, can you tell us, uh, to begin with, what it does or what it's supposed yeah. to do?
4: certainly uh what it does essentially is it tries to alert you if you've been in close proximity to people who have reported that they've tested positively so uh and it doesn't really use your location at all it doesn't know where you actually are other than your region like ontario like uh, for example it's, it's divided up by provinces oh yeah so it's a very wide area um but and And that's largely because of the privacy concerns
0: that people have. So it doesn't invade a person's privacy?
4: No, no, because it never shares your name or your address or anything like that. All that gets shared between phones that are close enough to each other, and they have to be really close, are basically random numbers that change every five minutes. And basically what happens is that random number is, is shared, and, and if it detects that uh, two phones are in close proximity for more than 15 minutes, then what happens is it, uh, it will log a possible contact. And if, if one of those people are, you know, have reported previously that, that they've tested positively, then it alert it, it'll, it will alert anyone who has been close to them for 15 minutes or more that they might have been exposed to the virus. So it's, it's not an instant thing at all. It takes, you know, to, to be even count as, a, as an exposure, it takes 15 minutes. Uh, you know, so it's it's not like it's, you know, logging everyone you happen to be close to for, like, brief instances of time as you maybe are waiting in a line or, or walking past people. It has to be for an extended period of time. So that's... Uh, that's kind of, and then so by the, it changes random numbers every five minutes. So, of course, that means three different random numbers, you know, from the same phone, you know, would have to be detected before it would know that, okay, this has been over 50 minutes. I'll, I'll report this as, a, as an
3: exposure.
0: Okay. And how does it alert you? Well, it will alert you by
3: notifications. You have to give it permission to notify you uh,
4: if, if it. Uh, uh, senses that it needs to, and then uh, and the other side of this is the two is that in order to uh, to uh, know that that someone is positively tested, they themselves have to report that to the app. They have to get a one time code from the app that then they have to enter it to say that I have you know tested positive. And it, once you do that, it will keep note of you as, as having tested positive for the next 15 days. Okay. And it will tell people who are in close proximity to you after that point that, you know, that you've been around someone who has tested positive if it's longer than 15 minutes. So basically it's, it's all on the honor system. And Health Canada can't. Sort of force people who say test positive to make use of the app or report to the app that they've tested positive. This is all completely under your control as, as a user. You have to be conscientious enough to run the app and you have to be conscientious enough to, if you've tested positively, to tell that tell the app, go through the process, put in that one-time code to tell the app that you are positive potentially for COVID. Mm-hmm. and that only at that point is are you logged as positive and you know and, and people will be alerted if, if they're close to you for 15 minutes or more so it, it's, it's very uh, you know very minimally intrusive uh, in terms of and, and when it's running on your system it
0: Have any idea how many people have downloaded it uh, in the last, uh, or what shall I say, the first two weeks that it has been available?
4: Yeah, it, it sounds like around a million, uh, at least a million, wow. uh, so far. So it's being taken up, but I mean, it's going to take a while to really penetrate. You know. For- chew up your data, you get a list of uh, basically contacts that are positive so that the app knows which numbers to look out for that, that would be positive uh, pr- potentially for COVID, and so it can warn you. So it's very uh, very minimally obtrusive, and uh, it just runs in the background. You don't have to keep it you know, in the foreground. You can just start it running and, uh, and essentially leave it running all the time and uh, it will just keep going and, and, and scanning your local surroundings for any closed phones.
0: It never ceases to amaze me how they can uh, make apps that, w- that will do stuff like that, and that can be so discerning.
4: Yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it's, it's minimal amounts of energy, uh, so it is quite amazing, like, how sensitive they can they can be in terms of, of detecting, okay, this equals roughly two meters away or less. Like, to, to even distinguishing that
0: must be tricky. A lot's happening in the background yes. with this app. But the good news
3: is it's really simple to use.
4: They've really gone out of their way to make it accessible and very, very simple. Mm-hmm. To start running, you know, inst- installation is mostly reading through information about the app. Okay. Uh, it's only at the final of six steps that you actually – give it permission to uh, exchange information with other nearby phones, you know, the random numbers, that's all that's exchanged. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other thing is uh, notification, give it permission to notify you uh, so it can, it can give you that. And then uh, tell it which region you're in in Canada. So in our case, that's Ontario. Yeah. Um, and once you've done that, that's, that's all it needs. It's, it's very, very easy to install. And it even describes, like it has images all through the information screen. They even described the
0: pictures oh, wow. for us. Yeah,
4: they're like, they've really gone out of their way. So I was I was very impressed with that as well. Yeah.
0: Now, you talked about other provinces. I know Alberta had one, but they weren't particularly pleased with that app. Do you think or do you know whether they're going to switch over to COVID Alert?
4: Well, I haven't really heard much about other provinces. I know others are going to join, but I don't even really know which ones
3: mm-hmm. as
4: yet. It's, it's uh, designed so that, you know, once provinces agree to join up, then it, the app uh, will keep track of, of information from that province, uh, and then, you know, people who are in that province will uh, will be uh, treated as active and uh, you'll see that you know they the keep track of the positive results in the central server and they'll uh, they'll activate it if, if people are in close proximity it's like right now if you if you downloaded this app in a province that it's not using uh, it, you could run it and everything but it wouldn't do anything no. until the, that province has agreed right so
0: I understand that you have to have a, a certain type of or a certain age of uh, phone like, uh, I have an S8. Will will that do that? Will it still work?
4: Yeah, that, an S, that's Android. And I'm, I'm a little less familiar with. Oh, is that iOS? Like an eight X? Eight Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah, that that
4: should still work. It's. Uh, I have a seven, and I'm still able to run the app on that phone. I demonstrated that yesterday, actually, using that phone. Yes. So you you could, as long as you have a phone, uh, either Android or, or iOS. That's a at five years old or less, Okay. But in that range, any longer than that, and, and you probably won't have the technology in your phone to run the app. Right. So so they've tried to, to make it as retroactive as, as possible, but beyond a certain point, it's hard to, to do. Yeah. So it's kind of unfortunate for people with, like, really old phones who haven't updated in a long time, uh, because part of it is, is the technology in the phones, and part of it is, is the operating system that they're running. Oh, yes. And, and of course, past a certain point, you can't upgrade to the latest operating system. So that's kind of where people fall off the the curve
0: Uh and
3: uh, won't be able to use it.
0: And um, can they download it on their tablets or iPads if if they want to? Oh,
4: oh yes, uh, that should be perfectly possible. And and the tablet will certainly have low-energy Bluetooth, so I don't see why uh, it wouldn't be possible to, to have the same protection that You would on a phone. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's a bit unusual to have a tablet sort of running things like that, but uh, but it's certainly possible. And uh, you know, I would expect the app to work equally well on on tablets as far as what it's trying to do, because it's it's not really using uh, any cellular data or anything. It's it's strictly using Wi-Fi if you're connected to Wi-Fi and. Uh, uh, low-energy Bluetooth for scanning and communicating with with the phones around you.
0: Okay. Uh, And it is free of charge, isn't it?
4: Yes, yeah. There are no costs involved for for using this app. Uh, Same with with, uh, other COVID apps. Uh, I haven't seen anything that charges in this space yet. Mm -hmm. There's there's a couple of other apps like Uh, COVID-19. There's another app for Canada uh, that has more informational and, and uh, system tracking and uh, symptom tracking and things like that. Oh. Um, and uh, that that is a little more extensive. And, and, but I don't get the sense that they're going to merge the apps or anything. Uh, you know, they're two separate apps. And uh, this this covert alert app is is really designed to be just very minimal in function, small, uh, easy to use. Uh, and they're hoping that, that people on NASH will decide to Use it, and therefore, it'll with greater numbers, it'll provide more protection. Oh yeah. So it's really relying on goodwill, and and, you know most people, I think, you know, are going to want to do the right thing. They're going to want to run the app and and know themselves that they're safer. Like there's there's no no real downside that I can see Mm -hmm. to the COVID alert app. Right. There's, There's no no way it could be used against you in any way or anything like that. Uh, so, it, it, uh, hopefully, the, the, it looks like they've done, but I, I think, honestly, if they had used more location data or things like that, they could have probably given us something that might have been more effective at, at helping, you know, with contact tracing and things. You know, if, if someone was positive, you know, in, you know, countries like China, they were able to do that. They, they'd have, you know, there's, there's very different sense of
0: privacy laws versus societal yes. rights, and so you have a situation where they
4: can, they can really take massive steps to, to use big data to, to keep people locked down, to, to really, you know, tell who's, you know, being good and who's breaking the rules and, and you know, all kinds of stuff, that there's just no way we,
0: that would fly in Canada at all. Right. So, so because of that, the, you know, the, tech, the people at Apple and Google got together
4: and they came out with this way that, that was just minimally invasive
0: Offer what protection they could without invading people's privacy. Mm-hmm. And
4: it's a pretty impressive idea that they've they've come up with. I think
0: certainly sounds like it. Um, and so, when it alerts you that you have been close to somebody, does it uh, advise you uh, as to what you what steps you should take?
4: Yes, that's, that's what I've heard. Uh, I haven't experienced this yet. I've just, as I say, just gotten the app. So uh, I haven't been in, as far as I know, close to anyone who has COVID. But as far as I've, I've read, uh, that's what it's designed to do. So you won't be left hanging in a panic, right. you know, not knowing what to do. It, it will tell you, it will give you instructions to, to probably to go and get tested and take steps, you know, to, to minimize, you know, self-quarantine, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, it, uh, and, I, and I see no reason why that won't be, you know, just as accessible as the rest of the app. Sure. That I've seen so far.
0: Well, that's great. Um, it, is there anything else that I haven't asked you about?
4: Well, uh, the only thing I think of really is, is uh, of course, right now, uh, the app is only available in English and French. Uh-huh. So, uh, you have to be able to understand either of those languages to really make use of it. Right. Uh, and there's there is uh about that but you know given uh you know the, the various languages spoken here in Canada by people that you know there some worry that that people won't understand uh all the, all what the app has to say and, and they might not use it so there you know the app the, the app is is going to be you know continually worked on as well like it, as as a
0: Yeah, because there are apps in other languages, in in more than just English and French, probably. So uh, as the next uh, stage or the next edition of the app comes out, that might be one of the improvements.
4: Yes, I I would expect so. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they'll be able to address the concerns that people have about older phones not being able to use it, but certainly the language issues should be, Surmountable, I would think
0: but, yes
4: uh, yeah I, I think we'll see see some development of this going forward
0: okay well thank you very much for chatting with us uh, I'm sure people here in Peterborough will be very interested in hearing more about it and so I appreciate your time
4: well I hope it keeps everyone that bit safer
0: well that just about does it for um, this edition of Insight Peterborough. I hope uh, you have a, a good week, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.